Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Pierre Luc. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar and get exclusive rewards at patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. Episode 173 of Switchcraft is brought to you by Audible. Get a free book and directly support the stream by checking out Audible. They have thousands of books from every genre. You're definitely going to find something you like. Just head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash audible and get your free book today. Switchcraft is recorded live three times a week on Tuesday and Thursday at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. Now, if you've been listening for a while, uh, this is usually the part where I shout out all of the people who listen to the show live. Um, and I'm, I've decided to move that to the end instead of the beginning uh, because sometimes people don't make it in at the very beginning. And I still ap- appreciate the fact that they showed up. Plus, it will get us to the new stuff faster. So this is the last time uh, that I'm going to mention that. Uh, but so, but from now on, at the end of the show, I'm going to thank the live chatters because they make the show so much better than it would be otherwise. Okay, that being said, we've got some feedback from you guys today, so let's get into the feedback and then the news. Hey, who's telling this story? All right, so I got a couple of emails uh, about last time I asked, what are some genres that you guys feel is lacking on the Switch? Something that you you think is underrepresented here on the Nintendo Switch? And uh, a lot of people, well, a few people uh, sent me messages about that. Uh, So let's take a look at what people said. Um, I got an email here, and dang it, if I didn't uh, clip out the name of the person. So I screwed up, and I've deleted the person's name by accident. Uh, But you know who you are. They said, hey, Bill, one genre I think is the Switch is missing is stealth games like Metal Gear, Splinter Cell, or Thief. I've always enjoyed games where the focus is to avoid detection and take out enemies non-lethally. Warren. Oh, okay. So I did did write down that person's name. There we go. Uh, They said, also a side question. My wife and I occasionally upload songs we record to YouTube. Uh, Just a simple setup. My acoustic guitar and our voices recorded on a phone. Lately, we have been discussing getting better equipment or software to improve the sound quality. We are on a very tight budget, though. Do you have any suggestions for mic or mics or recording slash editing software? Thanks, and keep up the great work week to week. By the way, my favorite part of your shows is the little audio breaks when you throw in a random game-related music or sound effect. My daughter is three, and she is well aware of Link exclaiming, Excuse me, princess! Uh, if she is around when I listen to your podcast, she laughs and repeats it when you play the clip. All right. So thank you very much, Warren, for the email. In order to answer your question about sound equipment, um, I don't know a lot about sound equipment. I, I looked at what podcasters that I 
admired were using. And I said, okay, well, that's what I want. So people like Tom Merritt, they used the Heil PR40. So I used the Heil PR40. It was a big investment. It is not something that you can get on a cheap budget. Um, that being said, I don't know if recording the spoken word and um, like singing and music requires different types of microphones. So I'm not going to answer that question. But what I will do in order to explain something is I want to make sure that I, that I, I always worry when somebody says we've got a really tight budget because here's what you're going to do. You're going to spend X number of dollars now on something that inevitably you're not going to be extremely happy with. Um, my first microphone was the Samson Meteor mic, and it's sitting on the shelf behind me. If you're watching the YouTube video, uh, you can see it right there. I'm pointing to it. And it was an okay mic. It didn't sound nearly as good as this one, but it was about 40 bucks, maybe 50 bucks, something like that. Um, so when when I, I had that, I was I was I was pretty okay with the sound, but I was never really happy with the sound. And buying that, you know, honestly, I don't think it was much better than the microphone that I already had. But I was convinced that I needed to buy something now. So what I would what I would suggest is rather than spend a little bit of money on something that you will only end up replacing later, what I would suggest instead is take the money, whatever it is that you have budgeted for equipment, and just take that and set it aside uh, so that you can get to it later. And keep doing that, and eventually you'll be able to afford the good stuff. And once you get the good stuff, you'll be really, really happy with it. Now, just because I say I've got the Heil PR40, it doesn't mean that you should get that. I do some research, find out what works best for singing and music recording, and check that out. Um, but don't cheap out on buying the equipment that you're just going to replace later. Um, just don't buy it yet. Just wait until you can afford uh, something more expensive. That's my advice to you. Now, chat is saying, uh, where is uh, that excuse me princess from? That's actually from the Legend of Zelda um, <clears throat> excuse me, cartoon from the 1980s. Um, it was horrible and awesome at the same time. I got another email. This email is from, and well, maybe I cut this one off too. I can't tell. Uh, they said, hey, Bill, hope you are well. On the last episode of Switchcraft, you asked what genre of games are uncommon on the Switch. I would like to see more arcade arcade racers like Ridge Racer and Burnout. And honestly, I don't think there are any games like that. All we have is Mario Kart, uh, Mantis Racing, which is like a top-down kind of thing, uh, an F-Zero ripoff. I can't remember the name of it. It, it was okay. Uh, but none of those really felt like Ridge Racer or Burnout. So uh, I think you're right. We are missing out on an arcade racer for the Switch, unless there's something that I don't remember. Uh, they also uh, said that also we would like to see more asynchronous titles. I know in this age of online gaming, they can seem old-fashioned, but I do like getting a notification 
that it's my turn and you take your own time to take your turn. Then you send your turn and somebody else gets their notification. They take the turn when they get around to it. Um, for me, I totally agree as far as asynchronous games and a game that I think is already on the Switch that would be perfect for asynchronous play is Mario plus Rabbids. Uh, that could really, really benefit from asynchronous play where I could be in three or four different matches um, with my various teams and I get a notification on my, it, hell, hell, they could even give me the notification on my phone through the Nintendo Switch Online app. Hey, it's your turn to take uh, a turn on Mario plus Rabbids. I, I put the game in, I turn it on, I take my move, I send my move, uh, and then I wait, and when the other person gets around to it, then they send the move back. I'm a big fan of this type of gameplay, and there's very, very little of it outside of the mobile space. And I understand why uh, the mobile space, you always have your device with you, so you can quickly do whatever it is the move that you are going to do next. And I've had a lot of fun in the past playing games like that, but I would love to be able to play games like that on my Switch. Uh, and if you can think of another one that would work for that, I think that that would be wonderful. Uh, in on our Discord, uh, Pudding had said that they they um, they were responding to what Bravd wanted more point and click adventures games. Uh, Pudding said that Siberia One, Two, and Three are all point and click adventures games. One and Two are already on the Switch apparently, and the third one is coming. And then they said that they wanted tactical games. Um, that they think that they are underrepresented on the Switch. Thank God for Battle, no, Banner, Saga, and Battle Chasers. Although I don't personally think of Battle Chasers as a tactical game. That's really more of a JRPG, in my opinion, although I could be wrong, uh, just from what I've seen of it. Uh, but Banner Saga is definitely a top down, uh, tactical style game, and it's a lot of fun, too. Uh, and if, if, um, you're looking for a tactical game, we've got, Nintendo has told us that we should be expecting a Fire Emblem this year. And, uh, of course, we have Mario Plus Rabbids on the Switch already. So um, not I'm, I'm not going to say that it's not an underrepresented, uh, but there's definitely some stuff out there for us to, to start with. Speaking of tactical games, uh, Sega has announced that Valkyria Chronicles uh, will be coming to the Nintendo Switch um this fall and it's going to be on the eShop for 2000 yen which i think is 20 bucks now if you didn't know what i'm talking about it is a tactical uh game but this is Valkyria Chronicles 1 uh in addition Valkyria Chronicles 4 is also going to be coming to the Nintendo Switch however uh, it was delayed. Um, I think it was planned to be released in summer, and now it's going to be moved to fall. And it's also going to include a reduced price purchase coupon download code. That's really a clumsy way to say that. Um, uh, so you will be able to get Valkyria Chronicles for 500 yen. That's five bucks. So if you buy Valkyria Chronicles 4 when it comes out, you will also be able to buy Valkyria Chronicles 1 for five bucks, which is a pretty great deal. I've played Valkyria Chronicles 1 on Steam, and I think it's a really good uh, game. I never finished it, and I am going to buy it again. Uh, even though I already have it once, I'm definitely going to buy it again. I think that, and I've talked about this on the show before, maybe on my YouTube channel, uh, but 
I really like the art style, and I feel like the art style lends itself very well to a machine that is a little low on power. And the reason for that is because it's these cel-shaded graphics, and even though Valkyria Chronicles 1 is years and years old, it still looks really good by today's standards because of the art style that they chose. So if you're looking for tactical games, Valkyria Chronicles 4 and 1 are coming to the Switch this year. I don't know about 2 or 3. I would like to see those games come so we can have the full set on uh, Nintendo Switch, but who knows if that's going to happen or not. I'm a coming, Luigi! Are you guys ready for some stability? I hope that you're ready for some stability because Nintendo Switch has been updated to 5.0.2 and it is all about that stability. Um, in addition, they actually did give us a little tiny bit of information about what they've done with the latest patch. Uh, they have resolved an issue that caused motion controls to respond incorrectly when playing games that use the feature. They also resolved an issue that caused user icons for recommended friends not to display correctly. Now, I don't know anything about these two issues. I've never seen them, or maybe if I did see them, I just didn't notice them. Uh, but sure, Nintendo updated to 5.0.2. Um, hooray. Still, no cloud saves. Come on, man. Well, I talked about this before on the show, and that's that um, Nintendo NVIDIA Shield, which for those of you that don't know, NVIDIA made the chipset, the the Tegra chipset that's in the Nintendo Switch, while NVIDIA Shield uh, is launching a, a system that's only available in China, or at least I think it's only available in China, and it comes with packed in... Uh, Nintendo Wii and GameCube games uh, and there's a YouTube video in order to showcase the games that are available on this platform. Now a lot of people are probably thinking well that's really weird that Nintendo would allow um, their games to be on some third-party platform. It's actually not unheard of in China because Nintendo uh, they usually partner with a third party, and I actually can't remember the name of the third party, uh, which actually has eventually became a wholly owned subsidiary of Nintendo. Uh, but they usually party with a third party uh, manufacturer in order to make hardware to sell in China because China has uh, different rules. Um, why am I talking about this now? Well, you know, you never know. Maybe somebody's in China and they're going to pick up this NVIDIA Shield thing. And maybe if, if you pick up one of these things, you let me know how the games play on it. Uh, but the other reason I'm talking about this is because I think this makes a good case for the idea that in the future we could get these, these games, these GameCube and Wii titles as downloadable games for the Nintendo Switch because if the Nvidia Shield which is running basically the same uh the the same hardware as the Switch because it's made by the same company if it can handle uh these Wii and GameCube games then I'm sure that the Switch could handle them as well and I don't know if that means virtual console stuff or if that means something that is going to uh so something to be named later uh, or maybe they'll just sell them, like, not under any kind of moniker, and they'll just say, well, here's Twilight Princess. You want to download it? There you go. Here's Skyward Sword. Um, 
And the Switch is the platform to do that kind of thing on, I think. Um, so I think that this just makes um, makes some some good sense that that we should be seeing these games at some point on the Nintendo Switch. Um, I hope I'm not wrong, but there's always a good chance. Uh, last thing that I want to mention is if you watch the video for this, man, that controller looks uncomfortable. It's all like sharp angles and bumpy stuff. It looks really uncomfortable to hold. Uh, but make sure that you check out that that link so you can see uh, what these games are going to look like on uh, the Nintendo Switch if they do come. Alright, I am really excited for not necessarily the next story, but the game that the next story is about. And that is Mario Tennis Aces. It's coming out this summer. I've already pre-ordered it. And uh, Nintendo has, uh, earlier today, they unveiled just what categories some of the characters are in. Uh, so first off, they started with power characters and no big no big uh, surprise here. That includes Wario, Bowser, uh, Donkey Kong, and Chain Chomp. Those are the power characters. It doesn't say much about what that means, but um, it shows that the characters are in different, different uh, categories, I guess. So those four characters are part of the power categories. Uh, the next category was defensive characters, and that includes Waluigi as well as Bowser Jr. I guess I didn't even realize that Bowser Jr. was in the game, but when you play as Bowser Jr., he is sitting in um, the little uh, the, the the little clown car, like this miniature version of the clown car that if you have ever played uh, Super Mario World on the Super Nintendo, uh, at the end, Bowser was like flying around in this clown car. Um, spoilers, I guess. Um, and in Smash Brothers, uh, Bowser Jr. is in that little clown car uh, as part of his moveset, which is really cool. Um, so he is also in the little clown car in um, Mario Tennis Aces, and it even shows like a really long robotic arm is holding the tennis racket, and I think that that's cool. Uh, but those are the defensive characters, Waluigi and Bowser Jr., and the other two categories if it's limited to four categories, which I think it will be. Uh, but the other two categories that they mentioned are tricky and speedy. And they didn't say which characters were going to be part of which group. Um, so I really don't know. I, I would say definitely Mario feels to me like he's part of the speedy category. And um, I don't know about anybody else where they're going to fall. But so we've got power, defensive, tricky, and speedy. Do you think that those are all of the categories that we'll get, or are they going to have other categories as well? And I really like the depth that this game seems to have uh, just by watching that Nintendo Direct where they they spent a good, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes talking about um, talking about Mario Tennis Aces. And I felt like they they were showing off that the game has a lot of depth and what I'm hoping to happen is if the game comes out and the game is awesome, which I really think it's going to be, and I'll tell you what, um, we're going to be having like some uh, run, jump, stomp uh, or switchcraft um, uh, tournaments and stuff. So make sure that you join that discord so that you can be part of that when that game comes out. Uh, but we're going to be having some tournaments and stuff. But if the game's awesome, I'd like them to be bringing more characters to Mario Tennis Aces. Uh, you know, maybe Birdo or maybe the Bowser kids or maybe Magic Koopa. 
you know, all that stuff would be really cool to uh, change up the meta. You know, the way that like when you whenever you're playing Overwatch and they add a new character, it completely changes the way that the game is played. And I would like to see that happen for Mario Tennis uh, in that same way. So the next four stories, I I don't have much to say about them. So I'm going to take all four of them and kind of put them into a lightning round. Uh, The first one was that Pocket Rumble was actually playable on the Nintendo Switch at EGX Res, which was uh, the European Gaming Expo in London. Um, That's cool. I mean, did they miss the boat? The game was supposed to come out last spring. And it got delayed, and then the developer really didn't say a whole lot about it. Um, So we've been waiting to hear more about it, and now apparently it's playable on the Switch at EGX Rest. That surprises me. It really surprises me. Uh, The next next story is that um, Nintendo Magazine has, or a Nintendo Magazine has been talking about upcoming Pokemon games, and, you know... It's not in English, so I'm not sure exactly what it says, but it it does confirm that the Pokemon game for the Nintendo Switch will be the Gen 8 Pokemon, so we will be seeing new Pokemon. Now, what does this mean? It means that they are not remaking Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. It is a game on its own, at least if I understand, because I think Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon is Gen 7, uh, so this will be Gen 8, and, and that's a good thing. It's not a remake of a game that they've already done. Um, here's something that's, well, I think is good, but also disappointing at the same time. Uh, Bandai Namco have posted the following on Twitter. They said the Nintendo Switch version of Dark Souls Remastered will be pushed back to summer 2018, as well as Salore of Astoria Amiibo. We apologize for the delay. But rest assured, the extra time will be used to improve your journey to Lordaeron. Uh, so that sucks. But, you know, a game delayed could be good, and a rush game will be forever bad. Uh, finally, uh, the last story that I want to talk about is that NBA Playgrounds 2 is confirmed for the Switch. Uh, this is from Saber Interactive, and this is a huge surprise to me. Uh, I heard horrible things about NBA Playgrounds 1, and I am very surprised that they are moving forward with a second one already. Um, hopefully, they've learned their lesson, and we'll uh, we'll find out. All right? Well, excuse me, princess. Okay, everybody. I have a, I have a favor to ask everyone out there. Uh, this is really, really important to the show. Um, I, am tr- I am looking to try... And get some some different advertisers on the show, um, and I want to make sure that that you guys understand that any ads that I do run on the show will always be quick and to the point, like they are now. They'll be quick to the point, and we will move on from them. And it will always be for products or services that I either use or have tested or think that you would like to hear about. Uh, it'll never be for, you know, Clorox wipes or nonsense like that. You know what I mean? Uh, but in order to get those advertisers, uh, what I need is I need a little bit of demographics information so that I can sell my show to the advertisers because they they want to know who's listening to the show. Uh, 
So I made a survey. It's a quick and anonymous survey uh, that you guys could fill out. Uh, and I would really like your feedback on this. It's just like I said, it's for demographics purposes. Uh, it's information that I need in order to get in touch with advertisers. And I really appreciate it. It shouldn't take more than about five minutes. Already some people, like I dropped it in the Discord and some people have already filled it out. Um, but if you want to do the quick link to it, the link to it is in the show notes. But if you are just listening and you want to type it in right now, you just go to runjumpstomp.com slash survey 2018. That's 2018. So again, runjumpstomp.com slash survey 2018 and you fill out that anonymous survey and it would really really help out the show if you could do that five minutes of your time huge huge help um that's all the time that we have for today uh thank you very much uh for being here while i record the show uh if you guys did not know the live streams are usually a good bit longer than the audio podcast we tend to get sidetracked i had to kill a bee today uh, but we tend to get sidetracked talking about other stuff that isn't included. So if you want to check out the live show, go to runjumpstomp.com slash, no, that's not true. Go to twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp, or you can catch the videos on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. Uh, but the show just would not be the same uh, without the chatters. I really, really appreciate the live chatters. Uh, for coming and hanging out with me. And so right now, I'm going to go ahead and thank them after I bring up a list of them. There we go. Uh, so we've got uh, Vaxer is here, Awate86, Aerslia, um, oh, Legit, Legitoral? I don't know how to say that. Link31254, Mr. Dale the Gamer, Pudding, Super 80s, TF Wagner, and of course, the lurkers. I appreciate you guys for hanging out with me. Again, that's twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. We do that uh, every uh, Tuesday and Thursday at 3 p.m. and on Saturdays when I can get to it. Um, finally, if you're looking for ways to support my content, you can head over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. All the links there will help me create more content. And big thanks to everybody who's already supported. Uh, for instance, today, in the middle of the podcast, uh, Crazy Legs 15 subscribed using Twitch Prime. It's a big help. I appreciate it. All right, I am out of here. Make sure that you check out Tom Winter and Note Block because their music is on the podcast and you guys get to hear it and it's awesome. And um, I'm out of here. I will see you guys on Thursday. Uh, again, one more time for that survey. It's runjumpstomp.com slash survey 2018. All right, I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.